When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to A to D Sports, powered as always by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is our Titans reporter, Sam Phelan, at A to Z Sports.com. Sam will be out there on uh, the practice field where Sir Charles Jones will be blaring from the speakers. Hey, yeah, listen, always we have on to, Friday. The, the chat's coming from my neck here saying, don't sing. I'll sing if I want to. Listen, it is a Friday. <laughs> I'm pumped up. I'm going to be singing at the Titans facility. I'm going to be doing a little two-step when Sir Charles Jones comes on the speakers. It's my vibe song. I love it. So yeah, don't, don't, yeah, they're trying to don't hate. kill my yeah. vibe here. Don't, yeah. yeah. What are we doing? That's guys? a different, that's a different song. Uh, but Sam, uh, we are Nashville's On Demand Sports Talk Network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 a.m. Central uh, on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Links to the show segment by segment on uh, our Twitter X timeline. Hit us up on Instagram, TikTok, and Threads for more great Titans content. Got to thank our sponsors because they make happen uh, for us and they help out all of you like Wilson County Hyundai. WilsonCountyHyundai.com is where to go uh, to make them a part of your new car buying process and see them in Lebanon. The Bone & Joint Institute, BoneAndJointTN.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans, get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans, better coverage rates and service at fbhp.com slash atoz the or app keeping us all safe online and you can get a two-week free trial for or services by using our link aura.com slash atoz and krebs kubota an elite kubota dealer with three great locations across the mid-state in columbia franklin and in murfreesboro online at krebs so sam <clears throat> the titans are trying to avoid uh the o and two hole for the second time uh, in back-to-back seasons and the stat well I'm sure we'll talk about this stat but only 11% of teams in the NFL since like 1990 who have started 0-2 have made the playoffs the Titans looked like they were going to be a part of that 11% uh, after Thursday night 7-3 and record leading the AFC South by several games and then all of a sudden um, they had the bottom fall out and they're seven and 10 didn't win again and still haven't won since that Thursday night up in green Bay. And so they were a part of the uh, 89% of ON two teams that don't make the playoffs. So they have to avoid that hole. And the chargers are sitting there doing the same thing after losing a, 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 a shootout to Miami in week one, 36, 34, the Titans in the complete opposite game, 16 to 15 loss uh, at new Orleans. So, there's a lot to get to. We'll talk about it, but the injury report as we're going to have to monitor this because that's exactly what we're having to do here covering the Titans after the last couple of years, the injury report, Sam, I'll let you take it, take us through it because you've been at practice the last couple of days and you'll be out there again today. Uh, take us through the situation of, of what uh, a couple of these key injuries for players that, that we've seen so far this week. Yeah, well, I mean, starting off at the bottom there, you have Trey Avery and Dylan Radins, who have both been on the injury report, but, you know, all signs are go for both of them. They've been full participants in practice uh, so far this week, so no real cause for concern there. Traylon Burks missed on Wednesday with what Mike Vrabel called uh, a personal situation that he was just dealing with, had to take care of on Wednesday. So he did not practice, was back, full participant on Thursday, Traylon's good to go. Same with Tajay Spears, limited with the groin. Uh, I think that kind of surprised Titans fans to see Tajay pop up on the injury report. No real cause for concern there. Uh, and I would throw Tier Tart in the same bucket. I'm not too worried about his availability or ability to, to practice. I, I really have to focus on those three guys in the middle, Amani Hooker, DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Fulton as the three names to monitor. Mm -hmm. Amani Hooker still in concussion protocol. I would say Austin at this point probably doesn't look good for Amani to play on Sunday against the Chargers. Elijah Molden going to probably be that second safety starting alongside Kevin Byard. Uh, so see how Elijah handles that. But not looking great for Amani Hooker right now. 
Christian Fulton with the hamstrings been really limited. I, I mean, he's been out there, but he's been very limited in what he wants to do. He told me in the locker room, I'm good, man. Goal is to play Sunday. What we've seen on the practice field hasn't really matched up with that. I'm good, man, so far. So uh, it could go <laughs> either way there. Go ahead. No, I was just laughing at the, it doesn't match up with I'm good, man. Like, you, you know, yeah. if you were good, man, would you be doing more at practice? Most likely. But is he saying I'm good, man, for Sunday or I'm good, man, for practice? Probably yeah. for Sunday. Yeah, I mean, that's an important distinction, right? And so I think that uh, anytime you're looking at an injury report and a guy's ability to play, it you have to take everything with a, a grain of salt, I guess, because somebody can very easily not practice and still play in the game. Um uh, especially if they're a veteran player, especially if they've got some experience in the league. Uh, you know, you don't always need to be full go for a practice in order to suit up on Sunday, which brings me to DeAndre Hopkins, who has not practiced. It, it's an ankle injury. And, uh, you know, if you're like me, I kind of didn't realize DeAndre Hopkins had banged up his ankle until we yeah. got into the week of practice. And I said, I looked at the injury report. I said ankle. And so we went back and we looked and we found Austin that it happened on the last play from yeah. scrimmage, the last offensive yeah. play that the Titans ran that third down a pass to Hopkins. He catches the ball, gets tackled, goes down, kind of limps off the field and then is seen rubbing and rolling out his ankle afterwards. And now not practicing with that ankle injury. Yeah, I think me and probably several other people were just thinking, oh, veteran receiver is going to have yep. a day off, you know, and, and it's not going to be that big of a deal. But now back-to-back -back did did not practices with an ankle. And then, like you're saying, going back to the film, and you know, we, Sam and I took the screenshot this morning uh, of DeAndre Hopkins right after that third down catch before the fourth and sixth controversial field goal decision that Mike Vrabel made of rubbing out that left ankle uh, right there, just right off the field. It, it wasn't like he went to a trainer. He was he got off the field, laid down, and started working on the ankle himself. So it is more than just a veteran receiver getting some rest. Uh, so DeAndre Hopkins hurt after one game is going to bring back a lot of people thinking, oh, no, here we go again. When it comes to a veteran receiver the Titans have acquired having injury issues and not being able to pan out, because, you know, DeAndre Hopkins helped you in that game. He was your leading receiver. You gave him 13 targets, uh, and he made some plays for you. They, did Tannehill force it to him? Probably uh, sure. Uh, so <clears throat> that's something that's very concerning. Uh, I do want to get to another comment before we dive deeper in, into DeAndre Hopkins, because Orlando brings up uh, when it comes to uh, the situation with Imani Hooker. I'm concerned about Hooker. This is what, his third concussion in a year? That's rough. Yeah. I don't know if it's exactly that, but he has definitely had he has had several uh, concussions. It feels like maybe he had the F two last year. I know he at least had one last year. Uh, but regardless, having a concussion this early in a year is something to be concerned about. Um, right there, yeah, he's such an impact player too. I like. I mean, I had him leading the team in interceptions in my bold predictions. I, I was really, really bullish on Amani Hooker this season. Uh, with what I saw him doing in training camp and, and practices as part of this defense. And while, while KB's kind of the captain of the secondary back there, Amani Hooker is, is the guy that's flying around and seemingly always around the football, making plays uh, on the ball. So I, I was really, really excited to see him with KB back there and see the damage the two of them could do creating turnovers and, and I mean, not to say that that can't still happen, you know, hopefully Imani is back before long, but already a concussion, already one missed game probably from Imani Hooker coming up. That's really unfortunate and, and you know, potentially very impactful for this defense. Like uh, Elijah Molden, I think you feel okay about, but still a lot of uncertainty there because this is a new position for him. A lot of adjusting going on. He's not quite the you know, ball hawk that Amani Hooker is. For sure. It is eSports here live on uh, this Friday show. Uh, Sam, uh, let's go ahead and talk more about this DeAndre Hopkins situation. I do want to get uh, to our question today uh, to the audience. DeAndre Hopkins uh, is dealing with an ankle injury. It's not actual rest. Is it a big deal, small deal, or no deal? 
Oh, looks like uh, looks like our buddy Austin kind of timed out here. All right. Well, we are going to ask that question. DeAndre Hopkins ankle injury. Is it a big deal, a small deal or no deal? A big deal, small deal or no deal? DeAndre Hopkins ankle injury. Uh, before we tell you guys about that, I'm going to tell you about the Bone and Joint Institute. I'll try and do my best to dodge this little divider here. The Bone and Joint Institute, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. You can visit them online and schedule an appointment at boneandjointtn.org. That's boneandjointtn.org to schedule an appointment. The Bone and Joint Institute has a state-of-the-art rehab facility located out in Franklin, to assist in your recovery, uh, they have doctors that are good, reliable care, so you don't fumble on your recovery. Go visit them out in Franklin. Don't drive all over Middle Tennessee to go to your different appointments from appointment A to appointment B. One-stop shop, clinic, rehab, image, surgery, testing, all located out there in Franklin at the Bone and Joint Institute. So schedule your appointment. It's boneandjointtn.org. We are also powered by BetMGM. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Use the bonus code ATOZSports. That's ATOZSports when you sign up with BetMGM and get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, $1,500 back in the form of a bonus bet if your first bet doesn't win. So go on there, use that promo code, place your first wager. And even if your bet loses, you are all good. With BetMGM, uh, you can, Austin, now rejoining us as I tell the folks about uh, the BetMGM offer. You look forward to this Titans game. Look forward to a big Vols Florida game this weekend uh, over there. I believe they're in Knoxville, right, Austin? Gainesville. Gainesville. So on the road, tough one for Tennessee on the road. If you're looking for uh, any of those bets, get your action with BetMGM. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports when you sign up. ATOZ Sports for up to $1,500 back in the form of a bonus bet. Welcome back. Yeah, apologies. I, I am back. I, my computer froze for about 30 seconds, but it was still working. And then all of a sudden it went black and my computer just said, hey, I need to, I need to take a timeout. I need to restart. But hey, we're back. We're live. We're at it. Uh, so let me get set back up with a couple things. Uh, but Sam, I will send you to the chat. Uh, the DOP injury is more than just rest. So DHOP already has an injury concern going into his second Titans game. Is this a big deal, small deal, or no deal? Sam, what are the people saying thus far? Matt thinks it's no deal. Steven says it's a small deal. So does Scott. Uh, we've got a huge deal from Guy. Small from Joseph. Big deal from Michael. No deal from Eric. Uh, we've got a small deal from Major Keys. Uh, we've got a big deal from John. A small deal from Titans Kyle. A uh, little bit of a distraction at this point in the answers because uh, Austin peaced out while the I'm while so the chat mad. was answering. This is the second time this week that my computer really? has decided to crap out on me during the show. Yeah. Oh man, it was uh, Monday and Friday bookends, just bad computer days. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. It's up to date. It's not. It doesn't need an update. Everything's been updated. It's got plenty of storage. My Wi-Fi is totally fine. I don't know why my computer's misbehaving, but it's making me angry. Uh, but hey, this is not how you start a football season. But anyway, not, back, yeah, to the, back to for, the chat. Bad for morale. Oh, See, gosh. this is going to come back. I don't not, know what to say. It's going to come back and bite the balls, but it, it might bite the balls. This might be karma coming back on Gainesville. No, no, no nothing to do with that. <laughs> Deborah says a small deal. So does Billy Jones. Small deal from Rooney. Big deal from Tighten Up. Small deal from Jaron. Uh, we have a small from Nathaniel, a big, big deal from Ed, small deal from Kaz, John, tighten up, Darius, a big deal from Hammer, no deal from Aaron, big deal from Eddie. Austin, we are all over the map here uh, with our yeah. big deal, small deal, no deal on this DeAndre Hopkins ankle injury. Where do you fall in line? Are you, uh, I think majority of the chat is where small deal probably, but we've got a good variety here. I, uh, I'm very like this. A lot hinges on today's practice. Does, does DeAndre Hopkins play Sunday if he doesn't practice at all this week? I don't know. I think this is a big deal because wow. DeAndre Hopkins was brought here 
to help the Titans win the AFC South and go for it in the last year of Tannehill and Derrick Henry's contract with this defense. So the fact that here we are again, it's week two, and DeAndre Hopkins is legitimately hurt. Like, this is not him getting rest. I'm going to throw it back up there on the screen. The screenshot that we saw on the game uh, right there was DeAndre Hopkins immediately after the Titans' last offensive snap of the game had this situation after he caught that ball on third down. The Titans get a field goal, and D-Hop you know, never saw the Titans' offense. So if you didn't catch – and that that image right there was all like a second and a half. Yeah. Right? It was a second and a half of the CBS broadcast. And then if you'd missed it, if you blinked and you didn't see that, then nobody would have known DeAndre Hopkins was dealing with anything until Wednesday at three o'clock when the injury report came out. So I think, I think it's a big deal because it is very easy for the snowball that has already been packed with Ryan Tannehill's awful performance in New Orleans. The snowball has been packed and now the D hop ankle injury is starting to push it and just push it over the edge of the hill. And then hmm. where does it roll? Like that, that's why I say big deal. I, I mean, I can't go big deal. And frankly, I'm leaning closer to, to no deal than I am even to small really? deal. Like I, I really like, for one, I would not be shocked if DeAndre Hopkins played without practicing. I think he's experienced enough that he could do that. Now, what does that mean for Ryan Tannehill and him and their chemistry after we saw maybe not always on the same page in week one for them not to have had a practice together and then get thrown into a game? Not great. But until I think I have reason to believe that this is like a serious thing, like if, if D-Hop misses one game and is back at practice next week, Wednesday, I think it's water under the bridge for me. I'm not too concerned about it. So like, it, unless I let's, believe let's... that. Th no, yeah. Sorry, well, I mean, unless, unless I believe that this is going to be a long-term thing um, and we go and he doesn't play Sunday and we come out Wednesday of next week and he's still not practicing then I'm like, okay, this is a problem. This is something serious going on. They need to prepare to miss some time with him. Uh, I think you can make it by with one week without D-Hop. Would you like to have him? Absolutely. But especially against the Chargers defense, I'm like, you know, oh, I think you can make it work. Uh, look, uh, yes. Like, can the Titans beat the Chargers without DeAndre Hopkins? I, I don't think it's impossible to. They, I'd rather have DeAndre Hopkins for the Titans' chance to beat the Chargers, but it's more about what this means long term for me more than it is this particular the, game. Because this, yeah, I mean that. But that's like, where I think I disagree with you because I don't, I don't have any long term concern. I do ankle injuries, as you know, the great, uh, the not, he's not great anymore because now he's just annoying. Drake once said, you know, the sprained ankle and nothing to play with, right? But seriously, ankles don't just magically heal when you start a season with a ankle that's giving you a problem. Like that is going to be a if if the ankle for DeAndre Hopkins is still is a problem right now, the likeliness of it being a problem in November. In December, in January, it's probably pretty high, right? That's what ankles are. They mess around and last a long time and constantly annoy the hell out of you. And we have no true, uh, we have no no clue what actually we're gonna think here. Like, would DeAndre Hopkins have been able to go back in if the Titans get the ball back at the end of the Saints game? Probably. But what else? Also, we know about ankles is it's fine usually immediately after it's that extra day. That next day is when the swelling starts and the stiffness comes in and now it's really affecting you. So I, I think that's, if it was a uh, bruised rib or like, a, you know, anything else, I think I'd be okay. But like an ankle, like that's just something that will linger. And that's where there's been a lot of examples of ankle injuries like hamstrings typically last the entire season once they creep up, which is why, the Christian Fulton situation is also very concerning. Yeah. Um, I look, I get it from the perspective of a fan for sure. I, like I know the chat is probably more inclined to agree with that way of thinking than mine, especially with the way 
veteran wide receivers have performed and been available with the Titans in the past. I'm aware of that history and, you know, sure. Some people might believe that this is just karma and how things go when you're a veteran receiver with the Tennessee Titans. I obviously don't subscribe to that. Um, Is there a chance it lingers? Yes. DeAndre Hopkins doesn't have a ton of like history of things of this nature uh, in his background for me to be super concerned about it. Uh, I've gotten indications that like, so he hasn't really been around the locker room, but that he was maybe going to be in the locker room and he was maybe going to speak with us yesterday. Um, but he didn't, if he was super unavailable, I, I, I don't know. I like, I, I just, I think it's a little bit too pessimistic, a little bit too, uh, sky is falling to like to assume that a guy missing two practices with an ankle means it's going to be a long-term problem for him uh Uh, also i I just i just know uh, drake ain't great since when is drake not great like where uh drake i didn't i didn't get the memo that drake became annoying all of a sudden i feel i mean Uh, he doesn't have the same amount of hits as he used to but there's a di- like Drake. There is a. I knew I said something controversial as soon as I brought it up. But Drake was way better when uh, uh, about ten years ago than he is now. He's, I mean, he's a different Drake. And I think that's fair. I mean, like he's not. If you're and Kenny, it, thank you. Kenny says Drake. Drake is annoying as hell. And uh, John says Drake's been trash. Drake is just a weird dude. And and somebody uh, Hammer says Drake's getting corny. Drake is no longer the same Drake Drake's that he was. Drake corny. popped off. Drake his- has been corny, but his music is. Yeah, but it was, but it, you know, the corniness uh, was new and then it got old. So, yeah, I think a lot of people agree with me when it comes to Drake. Right. Now, you know, yeah, like I don't, he has some great songs. Don't get me wrong, but I, look, uh, I agree. Drake, music, than the Drake music is not what it was when he was <laughs> releasing. If you're reading this, it's too late, but I, I, I didn't feel like you needed to correct yourself when you said the great Drake. No, I did. Like, I, Cause I, I said stands. too much and I was like, hold on before I commit to the great Drake, which is a good sounding uh, alliteration thing. I was like, that's not correct. The old uh, Drake was better. All right, so let's get to some super chats and some um, some other things here uh, about this DeAndre Hopkins situation. Uh, but first, let me tell you guys all about our friends at Krebs Kubota. Oh, wrong graphic there. I'm having a hard time with this computer thing this week. Uh, Krebs Kubota, it's tomorrow. Tomorrow is the big event, the field day for Krebs Kubota in Franklin. So go check them out. Uh, you can get a, a great demos and ride and test out some Krebs Kubota equipment at Delory Farms off Wilson Pike in Franklin, Tennessee. Their field event is tomorrow, Saturday, September 16th, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Go to KrebsKubota.com to register. What do you need to bring? Your family. You got young kids that love and would love to have the opportunity to ride on some great equipment, some Kubota equipment with Krebs. Uh, That is the time to do it. Uh, 10 to 3, you got plenty of time to do that before the big college football gets going on Saturday. They'll have uh, equipment you can try out tomorrow, zero-turn mowers, compact tractors, utility tractors, hay tools, which you don't just see every day, utility vehicles, always fun, hydraulic tillers, Montana post driver. There's excavators with a, with a bucket and thumb. Like there's a lot of cool stuff you can do at Krebs Kubota tomorrow, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at Delory Farms in Franklin. So go check it out and register today at KrebsKubota.com. Today's show powered by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports when you sign up with BetMGM. Get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. You place your first wager. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports when you sign up. And that first wager is risk-free, meaning even if it loses, you get a second chance to win big. And that money goes back into your account in, in a form of a bonus bet up to 1500 bucks. That's the best way to do sports betting. If you're looking to get with a sports book this football season, get with BetMGM and use the bonus code ATOZ Sports. All right, so RJ says, Austin, I will be joining you all at the rooftop for the game. I appreciate that. And if you are like RJ, come hang out with us at Acme Feed and Seed uh, on the rooftop for our pregame, halftime, and postgame show. Uh, Me and Jack will be up there uh, for that. So we'll be there early this week for the first one. But the pregame show will begin at 1130, like always, right before. Uh, And then TJ says, oh, sorry, I was going to click on that there too. TJ says, have a few 
on me, Austin, from the rooftop. Well, I will do the Spirited Hive $1 off can cocktails. Uh, I have a couple in the fridge, uh, little little tests uh, that I plan on either enjoying tonight or at some point tomorrow uh, so I can talk better about uh, Spirited Hive because I'm excited uh, about uh, the Spirited Hive uh, partnership with Acme of $1 off can cocktails. They got uh, bourbon cocktails, gin, vodka, tequila. So that'll be fun. Uh, so check us out there. But the other uh, comment I wanted to get to, Sam, was uh, the one of Corey saying, Sam, Titans got to go three and three in this six game stretch. I get what Corey is saying. I don't think three and three is a must. I think yeah. two and four is okay, especially because we know one of the four is going to be the Saints game, which is an NFC opponent. But I think anything less than two and four Deep, deep trouble. Yeah. Um, I, the reason I think this is important, though, is because anytime you're talking about an injury, anytime you're talking about, uh, you know, like short-term stuff, I do think there is a point here that the the negative that the Titans have that they're dealing with is that their hardest games of the season are early on, are right from the jump here. So as Ryan Tannehill tries to figure out whatever the heck's going on with him, as DeAndre Hopkins tries to work through some of his injuries and, and hopefully get back and be normal D-hop that we know on the field, every single one of these first six games is going to be important and uh, potentially the difference in the season. You feel good about the Titans after week seven, after the bye week, uh, but what can they do in this first six and are they going to fall too far behind, especially with the way Jacksonville looked in week one? with their offense looking really good. Like we'll see what the Jags do over the next few weeks as well, but you don't want to be sitting two, three games back in the AFC South after the bye week uh, needing to play catch up. So like, I do think that would be the argument that brings me from like a no deal to a small deal is the fact that like, there is a little sense of urgency to me. The Titans can't really afford to start Owen two or Owen, whatever, like they need to get some wins and the schedule doesn't get easier because the chargers yeah. you know, looked pretty good. And the Browns looked really good in week one. The chargers looked, looked okay. The chargers offense looked good in a loss. They threw for 200 plus ran for 200 plus. Now Austin echo. One thing we haven't brought up Sam much is that the chargers injury report is maybe equally concerning uh, to the Titans because Joey yeah. Bosa did not practice both days. Austin Eckler, who left the game uh, during the game and did not return, has not practiced with an ankle injury, same as Diop. And Austin Eckler had a killer game before he went out, uh, over a, uh, over 100 yards. Now, the Chargers also have Joshua Kelly, running back at UCLA, who had nearly 100 yards uh, after Eckler went, went down. But there is a concern there uh, that, you know, Austin Eckler is somebody that if you're a Titans fan, you're just like, you know, hoping and praying that Jack Gibbons doesn't get matched up with Austin Eckler on third and medium, uh, uh, you know, or, or third and goal from the five that's going to end up in a touchdown or a first down, whatever that situation is. And if Amani Hooker is still in concussion protocol, he's another player who has the ability to cover a running back or tight end, like or a player like Austin Eckler out in space there too. So, so I want to get some more chats here because Bork says, Three and three in the first six is the goal, but two and four is survivable. John I says three and that. three, I feel, is a half two. It means more in the long term of the season with the offense uh, and right tackle. Anything anything less is red flags. I, I don't think three and three is a half two. Um, and so I Jody says what, two and four I think is it big depends. trouble. <clears throat> so I, I think yeah. it depends because three and three should be the goal. Two and four might be survivable, but it depends what else is going on in your division. Because if you're two and four and the Jags are five and one, red alert. Like you're in, you've got problems, I think. Well, we'll talk about it's the going Jags to be later. hard to gain that much ground on this Jaguars team. You do not want to get that far behind the sticks in the division. So if you can stay three and three, you will confidently be right in the mix of things. If you're two and four, you're putting yourself in a position to potentially be really chasing late in the year. That's a really tough spot. Like you got to dig yourself out of a hole at that point. 
Yeah, Demetrius says, where are the two, who are the two wins against in these next five? I mean, I think you can beat the Chargers. You can beat, I mean, you can beat all these teams. It's just, you're probably most likely to beat the Colts. Chargers, Browns, Colts first. are probably the three most likely. And the Bengals too, right? Like, you know, Joe Burrow's got a couple more games to figure it out before, but they were awful. Like the Bengals were bad across the board in week one against the Browns. And so you've got time to, to get that. And that's a, not, that's a home game. There's going to be a lot of people ready to take revenge on the Bengals for what happened in the playoffs. And so Cameron says the Titans can beat them all. Like, yes, individually, no, none of those opponents are insurmountable or impossible wins, but it's about the stringing together. And Ken says, Austin, the Titans are historically bad against the Bolts. They're bad against the Chargers in Los Angeles or California because they, I don't even know if the, I don't even know if the Titans have won in San Diego and they are out of chances to do that. But the Titans have been better against the Chargers when they come to Nashville. I want to say the last two games of the Chargers in Nashville that I can remember off the top of my head, the Titans have won both of them. Phillip Rivers uh, back in 2019, which was Tannehill's first start. There was a fumble at the goal line with Eckler and Jarrell Casey and Jeffrey Simmons. That was his first game. Titans win that one. Uh, and then uh, one of the best high Jake Locker moments of his career was a game touchdown. Whatever season that was, maybe there was a chargers game in Nashville in between those, but uh, those are the two that I remember. So um, anyway, uh, Sam, I do think two and four, you're okay. You've got more work to do. Three and three is on a must. Do you like, how do you feel about what I said about the Jags though? Because I, I feel like two and four with a four and two Jaguars team is a much different feel than two and four with a five and one Jaguars team. Like, I, I think that shifts the vibe tremendously depending on where Jacksonville is going into that bye week. Like, are they dead at that point? No, but they certainly don't feel like a contender the same way they would be if they were at that three and three point or, you know, a couple games closer to Jacksonville. Sure. Uh, but again, the Jags, the Jags don't have a tough end of the season, but they've got a tougher road throughout the middle of it. And so like you're talking about the Jags getting to four and two or five and one, that means yep. they're going to beat the chiefs. That means they're pro- they they can lose to the Chiefs or the Bills. The Falcons, I think, are going to be interesting. You know, they've got some the first place schedule. They've got the Niners uh, coming up in early November. They've got the Bengals. They've got the Browns and the Ravens in a row. That's a three game uh-huh. stretch in December. Bengals, Browns, Ravens for the Jags, and so that's something that they're going to have to play with. And and you know, I I, I guess why I don't think two and four sinks you is because. I think you can still be in a good striking distance point because of how the Titans schedule plays out versus how the Jags schedule plays out. Yeah. But Devin asked, why would we care about another team's record? Uh, that team's in your division. So I don't know. You might want to your competition is. Yeah. You might want to care about like what the other teams in your record in your division do does kind of matter at the end of the year, just a little bit records kind of and, matter. And- and here's the here's the big kicker, Sam, is the Titans have two games against the Jags that are super important. If the Titans are two and four in the first six, then you gotta have both. One of them is the last week of the, the year, Titan- though, and you have to be within striking distance. Sure, totally. Know? And if the Titans are three and three, they can probably afford to split the Jags. If they're two and four, you gotta sweep them. Um, so we'll we'll talk about that more. All right. Well, they gotta get to uh one and one first because oh and two is basically a death sentence. Uh, in the NFL for playoff hope. So, Sam, you've got your biggest key to the Titans getting to one and one here against the LA Chargers. So, your biggest key to get uh, to one and one. But first, Farm to Health Plans is a great key to help you have better health coverage, but not pay as much. Like, that's kind of awesome because Farm to Health Plans has been doing this for over 75 years for Tennesseans across the state for such a long time. They are experts at that. And it does not matter what your situation is. Everybody has their own financial and family situation uh, that 
determines how your health plan needs to be set up and they can mold it to fit you. It's so easy to sign up with Farm Bureau Health Plans. Zach and others in our A to Z sports company have done this with Farm Bureau Health Plans. A 20 or 30 minute health assessment is all it takes over the phone, over a Zoom or in person. But get your process started by checking out their website and use our link to do it fbhp.com slash atoz for farm bureau health plans today's show powered by bet mgm the king of sports books use that bonus code on the bottom of your screen atoz sports when you sign up with bet mgm and get up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win you place that first wager with that that uh, bonus code and even if your bet loses, you're getting your money back into your account up to $1,500 in the form of a bonus bet with a second chance to win big. That's the best way to do sports betting. It's the best way to get with the sports book. So get with BetMGM. Make sure you're doing your picks with them this weekend and using the bonus code ATOZ Sports. All right, Sam. Uh, I'm going to let you get to your biggest key of the game. And then uh, I will give you, as of now, what my favorite bet is. Uh, on BetMGM for Titans and Chargers. But, Sam, the Titans need to get to 1-1. One and one. If they don't, then it's slim pickings, 11% chance to make the playoffs, like we've discussed a lot last year. Uh, what is the biggest key for a Titans win on Sunday, since you're not going to be on our pregame show? Well, listen, I, I feel like a broken record because I said it last week, and I'm going to say it again. Uh, but I think specifically looking at this Chargers offense – the biggest key for the Titans is going to be stopping explosive plays for the first time in what feels like forever. The Titans don't do it, but the Chargers have four very, very valuable wide receivers. Keenan Allen, Mike, Mike Williams, Joshua Palmer, Quentin Johnston. They've got a tight end in Gerald Everett. They've got two dangerous running backs in Austin Eckler and Joshua Kelly and a quarterback in Justin Herbert that you can never fall asleep on and has uh, some premier arm talent. But uh, talking to defensive coordinator Shane Bowen yesterday, Austin, it, I think he made a really interesting point talking about how good he has felt about that front four and, and front seven specifically on his defense and saying the biggest key to for why preventing explosive plays are important is they want to make teams get into long drives, long sustained drives where they have to be very methodical because the more plays an opposing offense runs, the more opportunities you have for a sack, for a setback, for a turnover things. Mm -hmm. and, and the havoc that is caused by this defensive line gets more opportunities when a team has to go 10, 11 plays down the field and can't do it in three or four shots like the Saints did a few times. You don't want to just get a team into scoring range off of one play. You want to make them earn it. So if the Titans can limit explosive plays through the air, I'm going to be really interested in seeing what first year, at least first year with the Chargers, offensive coordinator Kellen Moore does with his offense. This is a pass-first offense that ran the ball 40 times in week one. They had 200-plus rushing yards between their two backs and Eckler and Joshua Kelly. You'd assume Kellen Moore kind of want to goes back to that, but at the same time, the Titans stopped the run. They have the number one run defense in the NFL last year. They held the New, they held New Orleans to 69 rushing yards as a team. They do a good job against the run, so I think if you can prevent the explosive plays through the air – you make Kellen Moore's decision really difficult uh, and hopefully give your defensive line more opportunities to get tackles for loss, sacks, make the Chargers go for it on third and eight instead of third and two. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I'm looking at, you know, uh, kind of the, the box score from the Chargers-Dolphins game and you know, the running game, Eckler's availability is going to be massive because not only did he run for 117 and a, had a 55-yard run too, but he caught four passes for 47 and had a long of 35. So I'll say it again. Austin Eckler had a running play of 55 and a catch of 35. Those are big plays. That's what you're looking at. You also have Keenan Allen, whose long uh, play was 36 yards through the year. Mike Williams had a long of 24. And so they do have explosive ability. And, and then there's another thing I look at too, Sam, because I think what you kind of mentioned about getting the Chargers in third and long and getting stops because Herbert was sacked three times. 
but he lost 29 yards on those three sacks. So you're, those are pretty deep sacks yeah. of an average of nearly 10 yards lost on a sacks. The drive and killer. So I mean, that, that kills the drive. And that's obviously it kills a drive if it's not on third down. But if you get a sack of 10 yards or close to it on third down, you're talking about a whole almost an entire first down for the Titans offense on the other yeah. way, right? So you're flipping field position there too. And we saw Arden Key get after it. You know, Danico Autry looked like his regular dominant self. Jeffrey Simmons, same thing. Harold Landry, hopefully he gets more comfortable there too. And so I think I think it's really important for what you're saying is that the Titans have to defensively stop the big gashing plays and make the Chargers earn it, especially if Austin Eckler's playing. Yeah, well, I mean, and Shane Bowen pointed this out as well, but like some of these explosive plays they gave up in New Orleans came when they were winning, uh, like up front. Their pass rush was yeah. winning and getting after Derek Carr. He was just getting rid of getting rid of the ball really quick uh, and had guys that were getting open deep. So like you can't let the ball get thrown over your head. You have to stay fundamentally sound uh, and, and give your pass rush an opportunity to make a play. So. Yeah, if Austin Eckler plays, you definitely have to prevent explosive plays. If Austin Eckler doesn't play and you prevent explosive plays through the air, you really limit what Kellen Moore is able to call and what he's able to do. And, and somebody else pointed it out and, and commented it earlier, but like the biggest key, it was Rooney came in with this, but you have to get into third and long. And the Chargers did a really good job against Miami of getting into third and two and finding versatility on third and short with Austin Eckler and Justin Herbert and Joshua Kelly and finding ways to convert and be creative on third and short. It's a lot more difficult when it's third and eight and third and nine. So yeah, make them earn it. Make them do 10, 11, 12 play drives and then trust that your playmakers are going to come up with a play more often than not on the defensive side of the ball. That's, that's the big key for me. All right, A to Z Sports here live on uh, this, uh, what is today? Friday, Friday. I'm glad it's Friday. Man, it's been a long week, especially for it my is computer. Friday. My computer could use a break. Computer could use a break from doing live shows because it's done live shows at this point six days in a row, and I think it's showing the impacts of that mm. uh, now that we've ramped up the season. So, all right, so Sam, we're going to talk about the other 0-2 AFC teams uh, as well and some teams that might be in some big trouble but I also have my bet MGM pick of the week for the Titans game. So if you want to make a play on the Titans game, I've got a play coming for you. Uh, but first, let me tell you guys about our friends, Aura, who keeps me safe online. I, maybe I can get Aura to help my computer be stronger. But Aura protects me with my information and doesn't allow data brokers to sell my information to spammers and robocallers and telemarketers because the data brokers automatically get opt-out requests on my behalf that Aura sends them. And that happened in like five or six days. Aura identified 30 data brokers that were selling my information and ripped away my information from them in five or six days. We're giving you a two-week free trial with our link, Aura.com slash ATOZ. If you haven't done it yet, what are you waiting on? I've been talking about this for nearly five months at this point. Aura is legit. It's great. It monitors your passwords and protects your passwords. It also organizes those two credit identity theft monitoring. You don't have to do all that. If you only want to use Aura for the data broker situation and, and, and protect that information, then great. Two-week free trial. Take advantage of it with Aura.com slash ATOZ. But there's a ton of different ways that I haven't even got below the surface really on all of Aura's services because they do so much to keep your information safe online. Aura.com slash ATOZ for that two-week free trial. Today's show powered by BetMGM. We're going to come with our picks here in a minute, but if you have a pick you want to get off this weekend, make sure you do it with the king of sportsbooks, BetMGM, and use the bonus code ATOZ Sports. You can get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. You have to sign up with the bonus code ATOZ Sports. Place your first wager, but even if it loses, you get that money back in the form of a bonus bet with a second chance to win. That's the best way to do sports betting. So if you're backing our picks, if you've got a pick of your own on the Titans this weekend or even Tennessee going to Gainesville, make sure you do it with BetMGM. All right, so my pick of the week, and real quick, uh, I did see um, 
a comment here. Ashley asks, who did y'all uh, pick Sam and Austin for the BetMGM survivor pool? Have you done oh. your survivor pool yet? Uh, you know, I, I forgot to submit mine. I do have my pick. So if you want me to share it, I, am I, I'm allowed to pick still, right? Even though the Thursday night game started. Your, yeah. Your survivor pool. Yeah. There's only one yeah. game been played. You just well, can't pick the Eagles anymore. But uh, so I have not done it. I looked today. This week was a lot harder. Um, so I, we'll have to see how that looks. But I'm, um, while I you already look, know my go ahead. pick, my pick is Buffalo. So if you want to know who my pick is, I'm Buffalo taking on. Yeah, they're taking on the Saints. Um, I think it's the Saints. Maybe it's the Raiders. Either way, I've got the Bills winning. Um, okay. that's probably, Nice that's bounce back solid. for Josh Allen. So that is my survivor pool choice for this week. I've also thought about the Cowboys because they played the Jets. I think that would make a lot of sense too. Um, so anyway, well, uh, well I'll, I'll have to figure out my survivor pool. But Sam, for me, my BetMGM pick for this Titans game, it's a weird spot because BetMGM is waiting and all, all the other sports books are waiting on the DeAndre Hopkins injury situation to put up a lot more player props. I like player props. So there's nothing really available for Traylon Burks right now. Uh, so I'm keeping my eye on that. Uh, but what I really like that I already took this morning, Derek Henry receiving yards over 15 and a half. It worked so well last week. And when the Titans needed a, a play, they threw it to 22 and it worked. And so, uh, you know, 15 and a half, I think is that, is that spot for Derek Henry. If he goes under that number, I'm, I don't know. I, I think it's kind of free yards to throw Derek Henry a couple passes each week. And that should total for over 15 and a half. So I jumped on Derrick Henry's receiving yards over 15 and a half already. I do like Traylon Burks over this week. I wrote it last week. It didn't happen. I was disappointed by it. But if it's Traylon Burks over 35 or 36, I like that too. Because I think he's going to have probably four-ish catches. And like we talked about with the Titans defense, not giving up explosive plays, the Chargers gave up 14 explosive plays last week. I think Traylon Burke can get an explosive play, which helps him get to his over around that 35, 36 number. So I like both of those. I'm sticking with Derrick Henry, but I'm on the rushing yards. It's 85 and a half on BetMGM. I'm taking the over the vibe around the building at St. Thomas sports park all week has been, Yep, hand up. We realized we should have uh, given Derek the rock a few more times, especially with the way he was running it. The Sandy, uh, sorry, the Los Angeles Chargers run defense, atrocious, very bad. Uh, Derek Henry should have his way with them. I expect the Titans to go there a lot, especially if DeAndre Hopkins doesn't play. There's going to be more carries to go around and a more run-heavy day for Tennessee. So over 85 and a half, I think it's a get-right day for the King. Uh, he might find the end zone too, but I'm taking the over in rushing yards for Henry. All right. So uh, Sam, let's ask this question because we've talked about the Titans and chargers, both at Owen one needing to try to find a way to get out of that Owen two hole and not on themselves there. There's some pretty interesting uh, AFC contenders also at Owen one, which of these three AFC contenders is in more trouble, the most trouble, the Bengals, the bills, or the chiefs. What do you think? Uh, I think Cincinnati's in a lot of trouble. World of hurt. Uh, I actually think it's a, you know, it's a deal here. Kansas City, not worried. Buffalo, not worried. Josh Allen threw three picks. He's not going to throw three picks every day. Uh, Aaron Rodgers going down with the Jets helps them. I don't think two is going to do it for a full 17-game season. I still like Buffalo in that division. Bengals are in trouble. Uh, I... This is a slow start. I think the Ravens are very legit. Um, and so I think Cincinnati, if they start off slow, if they start off 0-2, if this like thing continues to spiral a little bit, this is a big hole to dig themselves out of. So I would say the Bengals would be the most concerning team for me right now that's 0-1. Um I, I mean, I think Joe Burrow is going to get right, but I'm not sure I think this Bengals team is quite as good as some of those other top-tier teams in the AFC right now. So the Chiefs have the Jags, though. True. I, right? I, the Chiefs could start 0-3. They're still winning that division. Nobody in that division is good. Chargers aren't Nobody's good. Nobody's good. Huh? Nobody's good in the AFC West. Other than the Chiefs, no. 
I mean, not not good, good. Like the Raiders aren't like good. contending. Brock, yeah, I like the Chargers aren't legit. the The Raiders aren't very good. The Broncos aren't good. The Chiefs are going to win that division. I'm not worried about that at all. I think the Ravens are a sleeping giant. So I think, I think a bad start for Cincinnati is problematic for them. So you like Ravens plus three this week? Love Ravens, Ravens at Cincinnati. Love it. Ravens at Cincinnati. Ravens plus three. Yep. Give it to me. I mean, I don't, I'm, I wouldn't say I love it because I think the ebbs and flows of the league would make that game pretty tight. It's a division game too, but like mm-hmm. that's a game, right? You're talking about Chiefs have the Jags. If Cincinnati loses to Baltimore, a panic meter's at 11 in Cincinnati. Like I, I would be, you know, things are bad if they lose to the Ravens. The Ravens go to 2-0. and the Bengals are zero and two. That would be a tough spot for them to come out of. I think. I think of of the three that we're talking about: Chiefs, Bengals, and Bills. I I agree with you. The Bengals are in the biggest, most trouble as of now because of their division. Right. That that's the point you're making. I yeah. I think if the Chiefs go down to Jacksonville and lose and start zero and two, is that a sign that? they are not going to contend for a Super Bowl this year, even if they walk away with the AFC West. No. They have Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid. They're a Super Bowl contender. That, but we don't but but we don't know what Travis Kelsey's gonna be like. He'll be fine. Travis Kelsey will be back soon. I mean like even if he comes back week four, like he's fine. I like what this is uh Chargers are legit. Sam Spew's not. They're not. I'm sorry. You can believe they are. You can believe in Brandon Staley if you want to. I'm out. You you can hop on that train without me. The Chargers are not legit. I, I've said it preseason. The Chargers, I think, still lose double-digit games. Like, I'm not worried about the Chargers if I'm Kansas City Chargers right now. Chargers lose double-digit games? I think, yeah. I don't, their defense is not good. It's really bad. They have two defensive players. Maybe three. Bosa and Bosa. They have Khalil Mack, though, too. Yeah, they half of Khalil Mack. Derwin James. They have Derwin James and Joey Bosa and the ghost of Khalil Mack. Three players does not a defense make. I'm not worried about the Chargers. Like, NFL pundits do this every year where they say, Oh, the Chiefs are one and two. Are the Chiefs going to, is this the fall of the Chiefs kingdom? It's not. They have the best player in football. They have the best head coach in football. They're going to be okay. Do you want to so, go ahead and give your pick for the game? Because again, like, you know, you got Andre saying, Sam, stop it. Uh, Sam is, is huffing paint from DJ. <laughs> this is how we oh, will come man. back to this. Like, the Chargers That's are fine. not. They're not special, but they have a great offense. So they've they've got a a quarterback with great arm talent. But yeah, so real quick, uh, me and Jack will be live for pregame, halftime, postgame. Sam, you'll be at Nissan Stadium in the press box for uh, the game, so you will not have any more on-air responsibilities or opportunities unless something else happens today uh, before the game kicks off. So, Sam, do you want to give your prediction? Because me and Jack will give our predictions on Sunday right before kick. Do you want to go ahead and give it? Are you prepared for it? I got to think about a score. If, if, I got to think about a score No, you don't have to give head. us a score. If you just want to kind of give us your overall prediction, I'm, I'm, I'm game for that. 23-20 Titans. 23-20 Titans. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. Not as high scoring. The unders definitely, the over's not going to hit in this game. It's pretty high over. I was kind of surprised. 45 and a half? Huh? 45 and a half. Oh, it's only 45. I feel like I thought it was higher. Even so, I I don't really. You're 23 20s under. Yeah, I I think the under hits. um, It's going to be a lot of running the football from the Titans. It's going to be a lot of milking the clock from the Titans, controlling time of possession. Uh, If Austin Eckler doesn't play, which it doesn't look like he's going to, I think that's problematic for the Chargers. Shane Bowen did a really good job of containing Justin Herbert last season when they played him. I'm taking a Titans win uh, and a nice back to the basics. Mike Vrabel, run the football, play good defense victory here. And I'm going to have the chat apologizing because the beloved Super Bowl contending Chargers who have never gone more than 10 and 7 ever 
are going to be 0 and 2 and we're going to be crying. I don't think it's, I don't think people are saying that the Chargers are Super Bowl contenders. You said the Chargers are bad. You said that nobody outside the Chiefs in the AFC West is good. That's fine. But don't make the leap from from you saying that nobody's good outside the Chiefs to saying that people are saying the Chiefs. Nobody's good in that division. That's fine. But nobody, but nobody here has said the Chargers are Super Bowl contenders. You made that assumption and leap from everybody else's comments. The, are, the, look, are the Chargers a contender for a playoff spot? Yeah, that's the kind. Of, but anything further than that is a is a is a jump. They're lucky to get a wild card. My point is, I'm okay. not worried about the AFC West. I'll go on about this. We can keep going about this. Brandon no, I'm, Staley, I'm, I'm I'm done with this. I'm Brandon Staley this. stinks. I don't have to talk to you. I have to talk to you until Wednesday after this. I'm that's what I'm. <laughs> you've been well, on I'm, Monday. I'm, you've got me even more fired up. About I want the Titans <laughs> to blow them out right now, so I can say I told you so. Look how bad the Chargers are on Wednesday morning. All right, so Sam's got his prediction. We want your good news. What is your good news this week? Time to send us all the weekend with good news every Friday. Good news presented by Wilson County Hyundai. If you are looking for a new ride, make Wilson County Hyundai a part of your new car buying process. They will help you out and do a phenomenal job like they always do. Family owned and operated. Payne Bone and his team do a great job. So see him in Lebanon or online at Wilson County Hyundai. Dot com. So good news in the chat. So share your good news and we'll read uh, the good news from you guys. Sam, would you like to kick things off? Sure. I have a, this is an embarrassing good news, but it's good news, but it's uh, just, it's how my brain works. Uh, I realized this Wednesday that I am now 12 days away from a new season of survivor starting. And that's my good news because <laughs> I I, I love good. I love Survivor. I love the show. I watch it all the time. Uh, I get fired up about it every Wednesday. I've been missing it this summer. We're 12 days away from Survivor starting back up. So I'm excited. That's my good news. Deal with it, chat. I don't care if you think it's dorky or weird. I don't care if Austin's rolling his eyes. I'm pumped about Survivor 45. 45. It is Survivor. And I've seen all 44 before. Survivor 45. And I, most of them I've seen two or three times. I'm not a. I'm not ashamed to say that. I like the show. It's a great show. How many How many seasons do they have per year? Because they have not been doing this two. for 45 years. Two. Yeah. Two it started years. in. Yeah. Started in 01. Uh, yeah. So say. they've done two a year for 23, almost 22, 23 years now. Yeah. They do one in the spring, one in the fall. It's great. It's a great show. Highly recommend their seasons on Netflix if anybody wants to get get involved. Uh, Darius, I also watch The Challenge, brother, and I love that show too. I am all over it. The Challenge has been banging this year, so I'm I'm all into. The, I watch Big Brother. I watch. I just started Big Brother this season. This is my first Big Brother season. I'm liking it a lot. But I am a Challenge Survivor guy through and through. I don't miss an episode. Don't miss a season. And I like to go back and rewatch old seasons. So this is my. Yeah. Turn the TV I, on last night and uh, see, I guess we were watching something on CBS or whatever I, previously. And the challenge was on. I'm like, what the hell is this? Yeah. Oh, dude, come on. The challenge is money. No. no Austin, who's no, your no. challenge goat? Are you? I don't know. Who the, I don't know. C-tier bananas. Is that C-tier bananas? Yeah. Who's your goat? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about yeah. for sure. Uh, John says, good news. It's him and his wife's second wedding anniversary on the road to head to Nashville from Kansas City for the first Titans home game. All right, John, I hear you there. Come check us out at Acme before the game. A couple people here this morning and Eddie from yesterday. Hopefully to see uh, everybody at Acme on uh, Sunday. Uh, so that's great news. Jonathan says, good news. I hope Sam is right. The Chargers put up a stinker. Yep. Uh, Noah says, good news. Southern Illinois Salukis came away with an FBS upset over NIU last Saturday. Sam's double on that one. <laughs> Jason says, good news. Had a great time in Hawaii last week. Was able to accomplish the stairway to heaven. That was so freaking hard and treacherous. That sounds awesome. Uh, yeah. Sean says, good news. Sun's football team was unveiling alternate gray uniforms for homecoming. That's kind of cool. Um, let's see. Uh, Valentino, my brother and nephew have an MTSU visit tomorrow. That's some good news. Uh, Scott says, good news here in southwestern PA. Finally, some cooler weather. 
it smells like football when you walk outside in the morning. It, my favorite weather is when you walk out, breathe through your nose, and it kind of like crisp, cool yeah. in the nostrils. That's the best weather. That's why I like right rain. There. I've been saying it forever. It's like that that nice little no. like refreshing. You can have it without the rain. Uh, mm. Billy says, got him a ticket to the Colts game December 3rd. That's some good news. Uh, people trashing um, uh, Sam's survivor situation. Uh, I think well, Demetrius says, good news. Thing. The Nashville mayor election is over. I think that's probably good. So we just stopped hearing ads. Um, let's see. Uh, we got somebody asking, if, is Diop hurt? Yeah, he's got an ankle injury. We'll see what happens. It's definitely not rest. Um, a lot of good news coming in. Bork says, having a gender reveal with the family tomorrow. Uh, I will tell you, Amy Adams Strunk is uh, anti-gender reveals. I learned that during training camp. She's not a big gender reveal person. She thinks Ooh, it's a bad idea. Amy, Amy Adams Strunk, yeah. She's, she doesn't like gender reveals. I've seen that. I had a conversation before. with Amy and Kenneth about gender reveals. And she goes, she goes, you know, they're going to see that later on. And if you're disappointed that, you know, you didn't get a boy right, or a girl. That's a good point. Gonna... Only have a gender reveal. If you're like one of those people that is genuinely like, I don't care. I'm happy with either one. Because if you've got your hope <laughs> set on one, I, that would be a little bit of a deflating. Like you're that dad. That's like, you got two girls already. You're like, ah. Oh, I need that son to watch sports with. And then you hit the baseball and it blows up and it's pink. And you're just like, oh, pain. I've seen those videos before. Those kids are going to watch yeah, that something. So. Yeah, those kids are going to see those videos down the right. Down the line. Hey, TJ coming in with a big super chat. Good news. 24th anniversary today to Tiffany. So, hey, that's 24 years. It's a long time. Big time. It's big time. Long time. 24 years. So congrats to the, uh, the stray horns right there. Uh, my good news is that honest, and this is, this is a thing. It's a complex that I have, Sam, and you'll get to know it and see more opportunities of it. Cause you probably didn't have this chance to see it yesterday, last year. I have incredibly strong Tennessee, Florida anxiety. And it's tomorrow. We're approaching 36 hours from the game. And my Tennessee, Florida anxiety has not hit yet. This is a strange thing for me. I'm not exactly sure what to do about it, but I'm sure when I wake up tomorrow, I will have incredible Florida, Tennessee anxiety. But my good news is that I have some plans for this Friday and it's not going to involve my Tennessee, Florida anxiety. That is my good news as you gator chomp over there. I'm praying on the Vols downfall. So Why? I'm gator chopping. You know Why? my thoughts on this. I'm like, I, oh. I'm over the Tennessee hype. I'm I'm ready. Like, give me a careful. Hey, don't, how, don't bite the, way, the hand all, who feeds. All the, uh. All the smack talk for the SEC is kind of looking pretty nice right now. Some people are saying the Pac-12 is the best conference in college football. That's just what I'm hearing. So, yeah, you know, we'll uh, see. Uh, yeah, Scott says, Austin, take your wife out for dinner. We have, we've got some Friday afternoon plans and evening plans. It is going to keep my Tennessee, Florida anxiety away for uh, the rest of the day. So my it's good Florida news stuff, is though. like that. Does that help that? Yeah, you know, but dude, like, but it, your heart of hearts, Florida stinks. No. Why? They're so because, bad. They're so bad, but you don't, but Sam, you don't get it, man. You don't get it. You don't it's, get this Florida anxiety that I have. There's it's been Graham Mertz. It's Graham Mertz. I, if you lose to Graham no, Mertz, no, I'm not worried about Graham Mertz. 25. I'm not worried about Graham Mertz. What I'm worried about is the next edition of Florida backup coming in after Tennessee knocks out the starter and the backup being better than the starter, part four. Like, that's what that's what I'm nervous about. Not Graham Mertz. It's about the yeah. Florida backup that nobody knows the name of who's going to have like a 30-yard rushing play to break the hearts of Tennessee fans. That's, I will say, that's my Tennessee-Florida anxiety. Yeah, so I will say I saw the line was six and a half for that game. Did not feel like enough points. Like Tennessee is bad. Florida, it, Florida's bad. Six and a half is yeah, not enough points look, in that yeah, game. I'm, if, I'm if, excited. I'm excited about it. Uh, Tennessee has not won in the swamp since 2004. So it's been a long time. 
2003, excuse me. 2003, the last Vols win in the Swamp. I wouldn't have thought that. I would have thought they were like a premier college football That's what I'm telling you, man. That beat all of their – that beat all of their rivals that's, every year the way that they get talked no, about sometimes. That's why there's the Tennessee Florida anxiety because it hasn't happened in 20 um, years. All right. Well, we'll see. Hey, but I, I'll, I'll, I'll push that away. It'll creep in tomorrow, but today, good news. No Tennessee Florida anxiety for me the rest of the day. And Hey, we'll see you guys at Acme on Sunday morning. Come check us out. Me and Jack will get there early on Sunday. The doors open at 10 Titans game at two. So we'll be up on the rooftop for our pregame show at 1130, but make sure you come on down there before the Titans Chargers game. We'll have Spirited Hive canned cocktails, $1 off all home games this season, live from Acme Feed and Seed right across the river from Nissan Stadium. And we will see you guys then. Make sure before you head out of here, you got to hit that thumbs up button. Give us that like on the show before you go. Have a great start to your weekend. Balls game day live tomorrow. Uh, Buck should have a 615 sessions later this afternoon about Titans injury updates. And then uh, we'll see you guys on Sunday for Titan game day live. Appreciate it as always.